Daniel Pierce, and you're listening to Grotto Pod. Today on Grotto Pod, we're continuing our reading series in which we bring you readings from Writers Grotto members. Today we're featuring a reading from Tess Taylor, whose two new books of poems are Last West and Rift Zone. Tess Taylor is the author of five collections of poetry, including The Misremembered World, selected by Evan Boland for the Poetry Society of America's inaugural chapbook fellowship, and The Forage House, called Stunning by the San Francisco Chronicle. Work in Days was named one of the New York Times' Best Books of Poetry of 2016. In spring 2020, she published two books of poems, Last West, commissioned by the Museum of Modern Art, as a part of the Dorothea Lange Words and Pictures exhibition, and Riftzone from Red Hen Press, hailed as brilliant in the LA Times. She is currently on the faculty of Ashland University's Low Residency MFA Creative Writing Program. Now, here's Tess Taylor. Hi, my name is Tess Taylor. I'm so happy that I'm a member of the Grotto, and I've had a really interesting spring. I published two books of poems that are set in California, and I published them right into the midst of the pandemic. And these books um, are actually about the precariousness of life now, the precariousness of life in California, and the precariousness of life on the fault line that we, that is our country at this moment, the, the, the rupturing soil beneath our feet. So one of them is called rift zone. Rift zone is a term that you use um, to describe land that's ripped open in an earthquake. And the other one is called Last West, Road Songs for Dorothea Lange. And in that book, I use the notebooks of Dorothea Lange and revisit the places she photographed in California in the 1930s and 40s. So in a way, these books go together. In a way, they're separate. I wanted to read a little bit from each of them and, uh, and share them with this wonderful audience. Rift Zone. Now, Rift Zone begins with two quotes. One is um, from a book called The Roadside Geology of Northern California, and it says, California is the product of a prolonged head-on collision between the leading western edge of North America and the floor of the Pacific Ocean as the continent overrode the ocean basin. The details are complicated, but the broad picture is not. And then the other quotation that begins this book is from The Government of the Tongue, a book of essays by Seamus Heaney the Irish poet, and it says, in the rift between what is going to happen and whatever we would wish to happen, poetry holds attention for a space. Preface, pocket geology. Atop the earth's mantle, rock moving, continents are milk skin floating on cocoa. A restless interior sweeps them along. In trenches, minerals decay. At the core, landmasses digest themselves. The crust does not move in one piece, but in segments. Mostly these carry the continent with them, but sometimes continent and mantle uncouple. Then blocks tilt like sidewalk on unstable ground. I thought I'd read a little bit about that instability, suddenness in a poem about gun violence. Sixth grade, 1988. No one explained the reasons Dana found that spring to bring her brother's gun to school. Triggers that led her to threaten to shoot you bitches. We were nubbly by the morning glories, 
hadn't scattered different ways. We were playing tetherball. I remember Sierra Birch's thin legs running, a shrill voice yelling, Call the teacher. In high noon California's sun, Dana's palm was shaking, her face tight with fear or anger. In dreamtime, big men came to cuff her, and I heard her whimper, saw her lean girl's body fall. This year I found a photograph, Dana and her friend Manon mug for my frame. Mischievous grins split baby cheeks, ponytails bustle in the wind. It came back like a rusty fountain, a smell of chalk and sixth-grade funk. We were learning fractions. That day, we watched her disappear, heard the big door shut, the silence after. Decades floated over all our bodies. All the schools have drills for guns now. None of this names how it feels to look back thirty years and find this odd remainder. Bright and on the verge of life, as if we are yet unhurt, there's Dana smiling. I wanted to read a poem for a different season, other than this fire season that we're in. California Sweets, Rainy Season. Season of mud, of swollen gullies, storms lashing off the Pacific, flinging wet across our solstice months. We call this bitter damp the winter, but it is different than rosy cheeks or blizzards or catalogues of kids in reindeer sweaters. Our winter turns the hillsides emerald. Suburbs reveal faultless paving, drains gargle now where salmon spawned. Plum blossoms eddy next to candy wrappers. Between storms the light is mercury. Huge wet sets hillsides careening, hurtling down what fault line just thrust up. Now ferns glisten, redwoods blacken. Now cold buckeye seed and lemons come. In rain, streets grow riverine, ferrying our cargo to the ocean. Oh, cold spray and green reclaiming. In you, we are all tributaries. I wanted to read also a little from this book, Last West, Roadsides for Dorothea Lang. You know, I traveled around California following the path that Dorothea Lang made in the 30s as she photographed migrant workers and people without shelter during the Great Depression. And uh, in this poem, that's a little bit of a stretchy poem, I follow a Dorothea Lang on her way to the Central Valley and then on to Mansonar, which was an internment camp where um, Japanese Americans were taken. And it says, uh, so we're on the road and then we're actually in the internment camp. So, September 23rd. Hot gold the low road on the valley's hem. Subdivision farmland, haze and stalled trains. Below hills with black burn marks, late peaches, tired limbs, Manteca, Little League, Big Dreams, Billboard, Aspire, Real American Homes. Barn roof says chew top hat pouch tobacco, says capital for sale. Exit, strawberries, state prison, unbuilt cul-de-sac, like crooked high-rises stacked grape 
crates glean. In low sun we keep driving. Dusk falls and they dim. Mansinar, 1942. Barrack toilets, college students, arrival, interior. Music, church group, singing, nursery school. Barrack 3, early morning, meal, 5 p.m., baseball game, choir practice, picnic tonight. Ideals of citizenship class, boys registering, pots and plants, beautifully tended, Swiss charge, onion, snapdragon, sweet peas, whole radish red, soybean, carrots, Chinese cabbage, sugar beets, tomatoes. Fukuoka Franklin, three sons in Navy, all born New York. Hayino Kashi, chemist. Sam Hari, gardener, baby. Jerry Yokomozo, hybridizer. William Katsuki, landscape gardener. Peter Gozo, young scientist. Akahashi Ted, wholesale market, produce shipper. Yushika Ukita, four American-born children. Kizuma Nagai. Carl Yoneda, blank. Elaine Yoneda, blank. Hot, troubled by sand, dust, and wind. Dear Dorothea, the town nearest Mansinar is still called Independence. One spangled desert night we slept beside the Inyo County Courthouse and woke to mineral mountains, goldenrod and rabbit bush. Burnished creosote rusts away for miles. White stones mark the barrack where people years, lived for years on end. I see my ghosts more clearly now, said Bryn, overheard. The way my grandfather tells it, there were never enough beds. On Paiuti land this list, Amache, Topaz, Heart Mountain, Gila River, Postan, Mansinar, Tule Lake. The majority in assembly and war relocation centers were under 18 years of age. In their preschool, children napped on cardboard. Mesquite claws the sky, crickets scatter. In one drained pond, a lizard runs. Green moons on a vast sky, the now bitter pears of the old orchard ripen. At the soul-consoling tower, cranes rattle in the wind. Cement roads shatter at the border where interpretation ends. I'll read three more poems. One is made of notes that Dorothea Lang kept to herself in her notebooks about things she'd like to do. And uh, it's a poem made of these fragments. Note to self. Note to self, possible title to hold this soil. Note to self, general theme of book, people left stranded by the outwash of industry in America. Note to self, US 99, the splendor and the rest of it. Note young trees, note poor man's canyon, a subject on the move. Note to self, Really do the work, follow the whole travel, destination unknown, one the method, two this still blank. A book on the conditions of us. These last two poems are from the end of Rift Zone. Olima is the center where the epicenter of the 1906 earthquake it's a little town in Marin County at the edge of the Point Reyes National Seashore. Bay Area people will know it and love it. And um, yeah, we might go there later today to get out of the smoke. Hopefully there's a little breeze blowing. Anyway, in Olima, there's actually a trail called the Rift Zone Trail. And that's where I got this name, Rift Zone, Rift Zone. In Olima, 
February, buckeye on scissor new leaves. Cow's pasture, buffle heads paddle, a kestrel perches on a bishop pine. Now, just above us, the mountain's humped spine pushes north to Alaska. Extinct invertebrates ride sea cliffs through time. Even these stones have lost cousins in Mexico. Even this freshet is landmass torn open. Even these rocks are reft from each other. Each shelf pushes onward, a restless swimmer, looking for land, though nothing is still. Gray whales swim through ocean explosions, along continents forged of cracked dispossession. Sunset today, the ridges grow luminous, sharp air, dark spice, Horses exhaling, they stomp on the cold, steaming, visible earth. We heat the stove, the children are napping, the cabins the raft on which we are floating. Below us the crust is molten, is nationless. We only light our lamps on the rift. And finally, a poem for San Francisco, where the writer's grotto has made a beautiful home for writing. San Francisco, as it turns out, is also a home for uh, shipwrecked boats left behind uh, by gold rush um, arrivals who got there in their ships and then abandoned them. And underneath the soil of San Francisco um, are the bones of this gold rush, uh, these gold rush ships. And that struck me as a little bit of a metaphor for who, who we've grown into anyway. Envoy, San Francisco, a little quote, a number of the ships, wharves, and other infrastructure of San Francisco's Gold Rush waterfront lie buried beneath the streets and sidewalks. Gold Rush Port, the maritime archaeology of San Francisco's waterfront. City of shipwrecks, city of water, sand hills where mountain lions prowled above rind jammers, city whose first Anglo historians proclaimed themselves to be the only modern progress and promised to sweep away forerunners who wanted to bind the world's many peoples and with their new port due to China, what the British had done with India, but sooner. City of gold rush and bust and boom, city of mudflat, of private wharves, buildings to ships, ships into buildings, forests to everything, city of old growth and redwood pilings, city of whores and Mackinac blankets, of Irish whiskey and fireproof paint, of schooners abandoned for gold fields, the Niantic, the Apollo, the General Harrison, city whose abandoned ships became floating opium dens next to floating prisons, city of otter pelts and shovel salesmen whose white settlers funded their own micro-genocides, city of quick fires and tallow and opium, of myrrh eggs stolen off the Farallons, city of landfill and movable real estate where right now a woman in underwear howls in the street and a barefoot teenager scratches his sores and an addict begged the last of my rice just outside this room where I am writing city of fault line, city of water, as much as of anywhere, I am of you. Thank you so much. And that's our show for today. Grottopod is produced by Brad Belochian, Rita Chang Epic, George Higgins, Daniel Pierce, and Beth Weingartner. 
The music is by Sugartown. Please review and subscribe to Grottopod wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Daniel Pierce, and thanks for listening.